Hey everyone, it's Zelda. And Jermaine. Welcome back to Lyrics for Lunch. So we apologize for the long break, but we're back and we're just ready to get things in motion. We have some new ideas that we'd also like to get started as well. So definitely keep an eye out for those. And to make up for the time we have been away, we also have this week a two-for-one. So we hope you would enjoy that. Yes. So this is the first episode that we'll be publishing of the year yes and we have decided to go with new breed so this isn't much of a surprise because we have mentioned it already um but i'm very 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 much excited about it so the song is new breed and it's by james bks and the song features idris elba little sims and q-tip the song was also produced by James BKS, and it was also written by James BKS himself, as well as Idris Elba, Little Sims, and Q-Tip. So, the bare bones of it was definitely made by them themselves. So, we can get started. Um, just a quick reminder, because we did this change in our last episode, but we've decided to start with just going through the lyrics, kind of breaking down just what it says, and then we're going to be giving our opinions and our kind of go deeper into our thoughts and our feelings of the song at the end. That way, if you're just wanting to listen what people think about the lyrics, you got that at the beginning. If you want to hear our thoughts about the song as a whole, you can also stick around to the end. So with the song itself, the intro is just Q-Tip. He says, when they try to move in, you know what you must do. After that, he breaks out into verse one. So he starts the song off. And then throughout the song, he's followed by Idris Elba. And then Little Sims closes it out. Yes. So, um... Starting with that first verse of, like, Q-Tip, just a very general kind of, I guess, summary of his verse. I felt like there were a few different points that he was bringing up in the sense of, at the beginning, he speaks of, like, a village. Then he also talks about um, victory and being a winner and things like that. So he talks about kind of different things throughout that song. He also uses the word Naya throughout his verse which means purpose so somewhere in his verse he's mentioning purpose we'll most likely get into that later though yeah we can so moving forward we have we then have Idris Elba on the chorus who also uses different language in the chorus itself Yes, yeah, so um, I actually looked it up. When we look at the lyrics, we usually use Genius.com. And this week we did the same thing. So we were on Genius, and what I liked is that they actually had um, a breakdown. So Genius said that um, what Idris Elba said, I won't be able to say it. But it basically translates into um, the fox of the jungle which is kind of like a very interesting take and an interesting idea. And then it also plays well into the name of the song, New Breed. 
So ultimately in the chorus he's saying, we're the new breed of this wolf. In some sense. Yeah. And then um, Idris Elba's verse. To be honest, I liked his verse a lot. It was very short, very to the point. But I feel like he came kind of hard. Um, especially with like how the way that he ends it too. Like he talks about like how this isn't Hollywood and it's not a movie. And we cut in the throat of the old system. So if you ain't with us, you better run. So I'm like, that already gives you a little bit of vibes of what this song is really about. You know, like, what do they mean when they're saying new breed? When they're talking about this fox in the jungle? Or a wolf? Yeah. <laughs> and then it jumps back into the chorus, and Little Sims comes in for the third and final verse. In this verse, she's pretty much... playing off of the fact that she's got melanin on her skin. She's letting you know, like, because of that, she holds a special place. She has a a very unique position in this world. And her verse is pretty much just saying, don't question it. Don't doubt it. Yeah, definitely. Um, her, her verse is very strong. And... You know, me personally, I I always like um, like females in rap that kind of take that kind of strong persona and like to have that strong view um, because I feel like too often women are always looked past. So she kind of makes sure that she's seen. Um, the song in general, I would like to give like just my small summary of it. Um, the reason that I picked it, this was my pick for this week. So I picked this song because I really liked the idea and the thoughts that were going behind the scenes of this song and that tie that united all of these verses together, which is what I always look forward to in songs. But I felt that this song has a very positive stance it's very powerful it is a song in which the people in it are claiming a sort of strength claiming their past claiming where they've come from and where they're going to and it's very much a song of of empowerment which is something that i like and the beat itself as well man the beat is super duper nice and it's different it's not something that you hear that often which is what drew me to the song in the first place i found this song by accident on youtube because the music video is like a cartoon version is like cartoons and the beat of the song sounded really really nice so i wanted to actually listen to it and when i did i loved the messages that they were trying to say so that is why i really like this song i like the messages that they're giving, you know, the importance of your ancestors, the importance of your past, the importance of melanin, the importance of fighting forward and using your past as a strength instead of something that holds you back or keeps you down. And just that overall idea for me too 
is a very good mentality to have coming into a new year. You know, any sort of kind of new start is an opportunity for you to change the things that you're unhappy with or change the things that you would like to see differently in your own world. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) So you want to start with Q-tips first? Yeah, sure. Um, So let's see here. One of the things that um, I really liked about what he said, man, there was a lot. Um, the idea, so the fact that he kept on saying, um, like, Nia, and at first, he says it throughout the whole song, and it's kind of a call and response kind of thing. So whenever it comes up, it's, He's kind of saying, like, this is what we are. This is who we are. And it just, the that response is always just Nia, which is, like, purpose. Which to me is huge, because he's going through all these different things, but he's kind of giving this empowerment of saying, like, we're here for a reason. Like, we have a reason to be here. Um, Even this one verse where he, this one part of his verse where he says, um... Show off with the mask that is now worn. Devil man looked around, see his world torn. What do you know about the secret we stole? The stories being told were, were the... Nia, Nia. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but basically kind of taking that strength, which I found kind of interesting because like that line alone is interesting to have the idea of like a devil man looking around and seeing his world torn. Because usually when you think of the devil or things of evil, you think that they are what cause destruction. But the fact that destruction is being caused to their world is kind of an interesting take. What would you like to say? Um, so, I agree with that. However, the metaphor of the devil man... After listening to the song a few times, I think the devil man kind of refers to the white man or maybe even white people in general who try to like take the roots of people of color away from them. It's actually really good. I'm usually the first one to think like this, (laughs) and I did not see that. But yes, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Like the secrets we stole and the story that that we've told. I also want to point out where he's like, put the arrow to the bow, strategy, strategy to the full victory, see it glow. I feel like that's a another metaphor where it's like put the arrow to the bow. It's like a bow and arrow. When you put the arrow to the bow, you're ready to attack. You're ready to aim and shoot for your target. So I feel like that's where he's going with put the arrow to the bow. He's taking this metaphor and pretty much saying, okay, I'm aiming and I'm ready to shoot to 
really land my hit. And when he says strategy to the full victory, it's like victory usually that comes when you finish and you've emerged on top. Yeah, that's true. I agree. And then the following line immediately after is, and we take the winter lap around the river. When I heard that, I thought of like, okay, so he won and a lap around the river. The first thing I thought of was the Nile River, which is in Africa. Mm-hmm. So that kind of like, I, it just made me think of the Nile River and how that would be kind of like a strong reference to it. I can see that. Um, And also, I like the line right after that one where they're like, only God allows that. And it's basically kind of giving that strength of, you know, we won for a reason. Like, we were meant to be here. Bringing up that whole idea of purpose again. Yeah. Especially since it says it again. We're the Naya. Yeah. That also. (laughs) (laughs) And then there's another part that I also like where um, they say, where he says, action, spiritual or physical, closer to the mystical. Ancestors, visit true whisper in your ear. You're the Naya. And... For me, that was my favorite part of his verse. Probably one of the favorite parts of the song. Just because that whole idea of um, your actions have the ability to bring you closer to your past, to your ancestors, to who you are, to your essence, your being. You know, and the fact that um, I feel like, especially being, you know, people of color and like being from all around the world you always have this question of, like, where do I come from? You know, like, what are my roots? And this idea of, like, your ancestors visiting you and, like, supporting you and pushing you. And telling you you're the purpose. Exactly. Like, telling you, literally, you are purpose. Like, you have purpose. Like, you mean something. Like, that to me is huge. So that was, like, one of my favorite lines. And then to finish it, I like how it's not only empowerment for people of color, but it's kind of empowering for women amongst all. Because he says, see our woman, they're the big boss. And the men, see, they keep course. So it's like the women are calling the shots and the men are standing there just Supporting their choices, supporting their movements. Yep, doing what they're supposed to be doing. Or what they have to do. And then that was Q-Tip's verse, so... That was the way he closed it out. Then next is Idris Elba's verse. But first, before that, I just want to quickly touch on the chorus. So the chorus, again, translates... It roughly translates to a phrase or something that means, like, the fox of the jungle. And then it's something that he also correlates to, um, Idris Elba correlates this to himself and to the uh, 
to the other people on in the song as well. So it's kind of um, a call of strength in a sense. Like we're a new breed. Like we are hybrids. Like you know, we're not the past, and we're not what everyone is right now. We're something new. We're like trying to bring a new idea, a new philosophy, a new fresh look to the world. So I just wanted to summarize the chorus because, you know, the chorus is always there. And then Idris Elba, you can start. Idris Elba starts off the verse saying, Africa, Africa, oh, Africa. And now that I'm thinking about it, that's probably the reason why I look back at Q-Tip's verse and I thought about Nile River. But um, then he says, we're about to blow like a harmonica. Pretty much, if you understand anything, you'll understand what he means by that. Like, what do you mean? We're about to blow like a harmonica, meaning the new breed is about to blow up. It's about to get moving. <laughs> um, and then another line he says is, "We're about to show you that everything you stole is living and breathing and coming right back at you." That one, I feel like it's not so subtle, and it's definitely aimed towards Europeans, in a way, because... Towards, yes, the ancestors of, like, the colonists, the colonizer. Yes. You know, like, those people that wanted to take over and control and kind of just take people down. It's kind of like, so my thought when I heard this line was just straight up slavery. In slavery, they took people from where they came from and they threw them somewhere else and they tried to confine them within these walls. And Idris Elba with that line saying like everything you stole because they stole people from their land. Like you stole people, you, everything you stole is living. And that's truth. Like all slaves... They all have, they all have, you know, generations after them. They all have their kind of, you know, these future generations that kind of hold up what they stood for. And we're alive. And we are, I feel that, you know, as long as the world and people can continue seeing this unity, you know, everyone that resulted from or came from a background where there was slavery. You have the strength to take it back. Like, you can come back and come back stronger and claim back what was yours and not stay down and not allow, basically, these mentalities that were set in so long ago to kind of take over how we think now. Like, we don't have to feel like we won't amount to anything or we don't have to feel that we're not meant for greatness because we are. It's just a matter of us taking it back. That was another line that I really liked too. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> and also, just to give like a note towards what you were saying with um, Q-Tip's verse, I do feel that there were parts of his verse that also just called out to Africa in the sense of like speaking of like villages, drums, um, um, African, like communities there are many communities in africa that have matriarchs instead of patriarchs where women are the one in power instead of 
you know, the men. Like in America, for example. In America, it's more of a patriarch. Dad runs everything. But there's a lot of um, different communities over there where women are the ones that actually rule or control or are the ones that are looked to um, as the, those people. So he did have a lot of things that kind of called out to Africa, but without saying it, I feel. But I just wanted to give that, you know, support because I don't think you were wrong in tying his verse to things that seemed African-esque. History lesson for me. <laughs> and then, going back to Idris Elba's out, uh, verse, I like when he says, when you look at our eyes, you're really just scared of us. Mm. And I like that because it's like, The eye, a lot of times, is something that people refer to as, like, the vessel of emotions. Oh, that's deep. <laughs> I was going <laughs> to say the key to the soul, but yeah. <laughs> like, a lot of times, your eyes can give away your emotion before your face does. Oh, the windows to the soul. That's what I've heard people say. There you go. You could use that one too. <laughs> <laughs> I like the vessel of emotion. That's deep. But that's that's why I like that line because a lot of times when you do look into people's eyes, especially if you're very intuitive, you can really sense an emotion from the eyes. Mm. Yeah, that's definitely true. I say a lot. That's why, you know, you're supposed to make eye contact when you're, like, going for jobs, interviews, or things like that. Like, the eyes are powerful things. And th this line also spoke out to me because I feel like it's things that I've experienced. You know, like, I've gone places where people look at me and they fear me without knowing who I am just because they see the color of my skin or they make assumptions on who they think that I am and what they think that I'm capable of. And something that, okay, so something else that is really big for me with this line is something that I always say. It's like um, how people only think of you capable of what they themselves are capable of. In the sense of, if you look at someone and you, like, sometimes people will think bad things of other people. But sometimes it's because it's things that they've done. For example, a lot of times in relationships, um, people always say like, oh, the cheater is the one that's always asking and like being super extra about like, who are you with? What are you doing? Being super controlling. And why are they like that? Because they know what they're capable of. And they know what they've done. And they're afraid that you'll go to their lengths. And I feel like that's one of those things too. The colonizer looks at kind of like the fruit of the loins of all those people that they've taken, all those all the communities that they've destroyed, but they see us growing. They see us being educated. They see us becoming better and better. And they are scared that as we learn, we'll want to do unto them what they've done to us. But they just don't know that we're not like that. But that's why they're scared because they know what they're capable of. And they know the lengths that they'd be willing to go to stop 
other people from getting to where they don't want them to go. So, mm, shady people. I also really like the line that's that says, everything circular begins and will end with us. I just like that whole idea of just like everything coming back together. It's kind of like what goes around comes around. Yeah. And also, yeah, circle of life. Etc. <laughs> just a circle. <laughs> um, and then, so, Idris Elba's verse is short. So, towards the end, it's just that Hollywood um, comment that I said before. Um, this ain't Hollywood. This ain't a movie. Ain't calling cut. We cutting the throat of the old system. So if you ain't with us, you better run. I mean, he's pretty straightforward. We don't even need to, you don't, that's something that doesn't even need to be broken down. Like, think of the old system. It's done. Like, we're making our own path now. (laughs) (laughs) What happened? (laughs) We're cutting the throat of America. (laughs) Now, now. (laughs) Being great again. Oh, my goodness. Dear Jesus. But I mean, like you know, it's the it's that whole idea of like sometimes it's like they say the uh, the definition of insanity is to see that something does not work and to try it again and again and again, right? Like to continuously do it. So the old system is not working. The old system maybe worked for some people, but not everybody. And we ain't trying to do that. Like we're trying to become better. We're trying to do more. We're trying to go back to our greatness. So we are trying to you know take back everything that was stolen not just physically but emotionally and mentally culturally every which way and then the final verse the final verse (laughs) starts off probably with my favorite part of the song and little sim says my melanin is my melanin glowing for the world to see Yet insecurities is not concerning me. I like that line because a lot of people feel like because of their insecurities, they have to put other people down. But at the same time, when people, for the most part with me, when people try to put me down, it's not concerning me because... I'm still living, I'm still breathing, I'm still happy with my life. And I feel like that line just called out to me. Yeah, that line also has a lot of maturity about it. Like, I know, you know, young me, like, 10, 12 years ago, like, cared a lot about what other people thought. But once I started college, I feel like I started to grow within myself, and I started to understand, like, who I am is who I am and literally like be unapologetically you like don't let other people put you down because of their thoughts or their insecurities or you know their personal issues that has nothing to do with me and how I carry myself so her line she just went for it and I was like yes yes I feel like her verse was very confrontational 
and strong. Yes. I feel that way too. Also, it was very positive towards um, women. Like, it was very strong, like, like very woman-centered. I don't know how to say it correctly, but um, at one point she even references, like, God is a woman, that's my firm belief. Um, and things like that, which is just kind of like, she shows you, like, look, woman is strong. Woman is me. I don't care what you think. And I love that. And she also poses a question, which is a very strong question. She said, how many leaders does it take to be free? And then a couple of lines later, she says, you'll be stuck in there if you don't know how much your soul costs. Two lines of hers that I really liked. Yeah. Two lines that were just very strong. And the first line, like I said, confrontational. (laughs) How many leaders does it take to be free? Like, why do we have so many leaders in this world trying to drive the idea of freedom when there's very, very little freedom? True. It's funny. It's like you work so hard to have freedom, but in reality, you're still limited because there's still things that you want that aren't possible. And I think it's just kind of ridiculous. But also, in between those two lines was a line that I liked because I felt like it was a little bit of wordplay. She said, don't be, don't want to be Jack trying to get out the box. And what my mind went to was a Jack in the box, you know, where you have to make the movements for Jack to come out. And then outside of that, he's stuck inside of a box. Like he's trapped, you close him in, you can find him. So it's like, I don't want to be inside of this box. Like I don't want to be controlled by other people. You know, I don't want to be entertainment for other people. I don't want to kind of reside myself to whatever it is that you want. Like, that's not the life that I want. But also, the way that it can be seen, I don't want to be Jack. Like, I don't want to be nothing. You know, like, if you, like, when people say, like, oh, that that isn't worth Jack shit, for example. They're saying uh, that's not, that's it's worth nothing. So it's like, I'm... I don't want to be Jack. Like, I don't want to be nothing. I want to do something with my life. I love that line. I was like, ooh, okay, I see you, girl. I hear Jack in the box. I am very surprised that it was you who caught that line and not me. (laughs) See, we switching roles. You caught the other one that I didn't see. That line was just like a filler for me. But that is such a great way to break it down. Yeah, I like that line a lot. I was just like, I don't want to be Jack, and I don't want to be Jack in the box. I like that. And then, in some points, you can also see, like, her confidence in herself. Like, where she says, um, don't tell me I'm different. I know I'm more than unique. Self-loving. Like, 
she's literally just all by herself like I am strength for myself I am strong and I like also because I know that my line of heritage comes from it too I knew it (laughs) she says my heritage comes from royalty crowns thrown and gold chains more pain and nothing's changed because we're still in chains Mm -hmm. so it's like going from like her family is a line from royalty so they ruled but then there's more pain and pretty much they've had their kingdom taken from them they had their throne taken from them and nothing's changed because they're still in chains Mm-hmm. and I also feel like the chains can also just be in general too like how <clears throat> I feel like society has a way of like making it seem like a person of color can only make it if they become famous you know like if you play ball if you play soccer if you play baseball if you sing you can make it and it's kind of like these gold chains of like you know like the riches or like um the bling and kind of this falseness in a way that is also in like it's also um kind of keeping you locked because you stop pushing for other people because like let's say for example if I become like I don't know if I become like some crazy like super big celebrity and I'm making mad money and now I'm just like oh look now I have money now I can buy myself all the things that I've wanted you know the crowns the the jewelry the house pay off the bills do all the things that I want but what happens though is that you become a slave to the money. You become a slave to that fame. And in be- in having that money, now you're no longer pushing for everyone else. You're just stuck thinking of yourself. Stuck in the money, stuck in that whole mentality, and you're stuck all over again, even though you've quote-unquote made it. And then immediately following those lines proves that this is very confrontational because she says, which one of you politicians want to be stepping and end up in a bad space? True. I feel like that speaks for itself. Yeah. And then, like, later on, she also says, like, F trying to dismiss us, I'll kick you out the damn place. So it's kind of saying, like, I'm done being quiet. I'm done just accepting what you're trying to put me in. Like, I'm going for it, whether you want me to or not. And you can't stop me. And then to finish it, she says, I've been investing in my shit from day. You're alive. You say it ain't great. Which pretty much is her. Still, 
I'm having a brain fart. <laughs> Still what? Mm, nah, but well, yeah, we'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then what's after that? I think it's just the chorus again. Yeah, the chorus again, and then the song ends. Yeah, and that was New Breed. The first episode dissection song of the new year. <laughs> So, we hope you liked it. As always, I'm going to recommend that you watch the video because what is a song without visuals? <laughs> okay, it's, it's it's a song. But <laughs> definitely, I love the video of this song. It's like cartoons. Um, I know that the Ants and the Banga song that we brought up also recently was the same thing. But still, this one is really good. It's really cool. Like, they take on this the new breed idea, and they're, like, in a spaceship. It's really fun. It's colorful. It's bright. Um, and it fits perfectly with what they're saying, too. It's kind of like life. So, definitely check out that video. Um, if you want to see the lyrics, we did use Genius.com. There is one part in, in verse 1 of q-tips um verse that for some reason no other place could break down the lyrics granted i say for some reason but when i tried to listen to the same piece over and over again i couldn't make it out so there's that but definitely check that out um leave us any comments um feel free to download the episode if you like what you hear um and also, if you're listening to us, give us some feedback. Give us some ideas. What um, suggestions do you have for us on how we can maybe do the podcast in a different way that maybe you think might be a little better? Well, we're open to taking in um, criticisms or ideas. Definitely let us know if there's any songs that you would like for us to cover uh, or any songs that you suggest that we should listen to or look into. And remember, follow. you can follow us on Twitter at Lyrics for Lunch. So it's Lyrics, the number four, and Lunch. Or you can email us at LyricsforLunch at gmail.com. And that's L-Y-R-I-C-S, the number four, L-U-N-C-H, at gmail.com lyrics for lunch yeah and with that remember stay tuned there will be a second episode for this week only maybe who knows in the future alright peace bye <laughs>